Hello, and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast in partnership with Ascension. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James, and every week I am joined by two of my dearest friends ever, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. What you're going to find is we're three normal women who are on the journey, who laugh, we cry, we have all kinds of adventures, and our heart is to share our love of Christ with you, our friendship, and all the beautiful and broken places that we encounter. So you are most welcome to join us on this journey. Grab a cup of coffee, get settled in, and welcome home. Hello and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast where we are actually in the same time zone at the same table. I'm looking at the beautiful faces of Michelle Benzinger and Heather Kim. Mm. Heather Kim is drinking a glass of water right now. I need you to look at me. How are you? How do you feel about being with us right now? We've been laughing a lot. I feel good. I can't even look at you guys even though we're at the same table because I just keep going into hysterics. This is... I think our third or fourth start Mm -hmm. to this podcast. True true story, listeners. This Um, is really how it works. Yeah. We laughed so hard, we just totally, yeah, had a meltdown. Yeah, it's so awesome to be together. Mm -hmm. We've had so much fun just being normal. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not... Almost normal, but we're not quite... I mean, Skype is a wonderful thing, Mm -hmm. but it does get tiresome. So to just be in the same space together, to be able to have the ebbs and flows of conversation and laugh Mm -hmm. and share deeply and Mm -hmm. go on walks and do all those things, I mean, it's just a huge blessing. Yeah, there's beautiful. It is a huge blessing. Christina, we probably should, um, who edits our podcast, should probably just... For our listeners, do a couple outtakes for them. Oh my they gosh. could just hear yes. the insanity. Like yeah. we have been like tears rolling down yes, our face, laughing so hard before we get on because we're all a little tired mm-hmm. and delirious. Mm-hmm. And Sister Miriam cannot hold it together to mm-hmm. save her life mm-hmm. right now. Well, we started talking about a play with broccoli and pork chops, and it went downhill from there, <laughs> which had nothing to do with anything. No. So here we are. Here we are. Here, here we, we are again. Are. But we are yes. excited to be together. So we are. And you know what, listeners? We asked you some time ago, like, what are the topics you want to hear about? And so we always are most important uh, heart is for you. So we want to help. How, how can we serve you? So we were looking through some of your suggestions and we are going to talk about tonight. So some time ago, we talked about how to pray. So we talked about Lexio Divina. We talked about different um, devotions. But what we're going to talk about is um, one of our listeners asked this. She said, I would love to hear from the abiding ladies more about their personal spirituality and devotions. There are so many great devotions out there. And women I've women I've spoken with sometimes feel overwhelmed. Okay, so she kind of lists many different devotions, um, and it's very tempting to want to do all of them. So she said, "What do y'all cling to, and how has it changed and developed over time?" And so we thought we would talk about her question, and also just we're obviously very different. You know, so Michelle and Heather are both married with kids, and I live a different life with as a religious sister. But we're all very different with our personalities and our temperaments. So we thought we would talk a little bit about that as well, not just prayer, kind of theoretically, but actually how we live a life of prayer and kind of how that works. And as seasons change, as kids, you know, for Michelle and Heather, as kids get older, and you know, just in life, I travel a lot. So like, how do you how do you navigate that? So Michelle, do you want to talk a bit about that? Kind of just your own journey of prayer and the origin of it and how it's developed over time and how you navigate that with kids, but also your own temperament. Yeah. I think for me, there was never, um, in my life, there was never like my mom and our family didn't sit us down and said, this is how you have a prayer time. And this Mm -hmm. is how you have a quiet time and all this kind of stuff and really how to develop personal prayer. But what I did see is my mother praying. So Mm -hmm. I really picked it up almost like osmosis, like kinesthetic learner, watching her pray, like knowing that she was up in the middle of the night interceding for certain people, watching mm-hmm. her with her rosary. Your mom's a force to be reckoned with. Can she is. She mm-hmm. is a really good prayer warrior. And just watching her do that and um, knowing that that 
there was a rhythm of prayer in our house because she prayed. And so picking that up. And so as I've gotten older, really learning how to make my personal prayer time mine. Like, mm-hmm. what does it look like? And for me, praying has always come really natural, mm-hmm. which I know that is not the case for a lot of people. Um, so I have to be really just, um, sympathetic, not sympathetic is not the right word, just empathetic. Like mm-hmm. I say, okay, that doesn't come natural because for me, it has always been like St. Teresa, um, of the says or Avila, a conversation between two friends, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, it's always been very easy for me to, um, converse with the Lord and just really pour my heart out to him. And so what it looks like now, it has come in different seasons. Like I remember it was very hard for me when you go to Franciscan University or these amazing Catholic colleges and you can have your hour prayer time at a holy hour. Mm -hmm. And then you can go to these vibrant masses and you can do that. And then when you get married and you have children, there is no like time by yourself. Mm -hmm. And you know, like it looks, and I remember going to confession when I was a young mother, my husband and I were over in mission, actually over in Europe, living in Austria. And I had traveled up to Gami where Franciscan university has another campus. And I mean, we had graduated, we were at school there, but we had gone up there to visit. And I remember going to confession up there and telling the priests that I had just had my first child. And then I told him, I was like, I'm not really praying. I'm just so tired. Mm-hmm. I just started crying. And he looks at me and goes, tired is not a sin. I go, but it feels like it right now <laughs> because I was just so yeah. tired. And I had to give up the idea and the illusion of these perfect holy hours mm-hmm. or this perfect prayer time. Mm-hmm. And the Lord had to meet me there in that season mm-hmm. where it was a much simpler. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, praying for 10, 15 minutes when I was up in the, you know, nursing in the middle of the night, or it was, you know, just kind of on the fly. It was just trying to get my sacraments in, but it was just a mess, mm-hmm. you know, and really realizing that because the Lord was really present still mm-hmm. in that time and in that space. And as children get older and or as your season changes, you know, like for me, prayer is much more um, on a schedule now. It is much more regiment. I am one of those persons like I don't do well without prayer. Like, mm-hmm. like if I haven't prayed in a day, like I can feel it in yeah. my spirit. And so I'm like, All right, yeah. I need some prayer time. Like this mm-hmm. is just not going to work. It is almost like my best friend's calling me like we need to have a chat. Mm-hmm. And so, and just really responding to that nudge or that inspiration where it is time. Like for me, I do get up really early now when I'm on my A game, like, which I was not a morning person at all. And I don't really consider myself a morning person now either, but I get up early you know, um, just to get moving and everything. And once I get the kids off, I usually have my serious prayer time, get them off to school. I serious have my prayer time. For me, that's a lot of time spending a lot of time in God's word. Mm -hmm. You know, usually either the readings of the day or something like that. I'm a big, as you guys know, a big spiritual book reader. I'm usually reading five Mm -hmm. or six at a time, which is not normal either for a lot of Mm -hmm. people. My husband, it drives him crazy. Um, he's like one book at a time, you know, and do that. But it just, yeah, it's different seasons, different things. I don't know. What about you? Well, one thing I appreciate about you, Michelle, one thing I really admire, I love your vision and I love your heart and I just love your prayer life. You often just explain to us kind of what's happening and what God's saying to you. I love how God speaks to you. But you are such a good journaler. Mm-hmm. Can I just say that? I'm not. And so I wish I was, but I'm not. And can you just tell our listeners about that? Because I noticed even when we were together at Heather's conference that you had your journal with you and you had even at mass, you had your journal with you and you have a marker already and I can just see your little wheels turning and you'll pull out and you'll just write down a few words that mean something to you in a really beautiful colored pen. And, um, can you just talk to our listeners about that? Cause I love that. It's one of my favorite things about your prayer life is just, I love how you journal. 
Well, I think for me, I because I feel like it is a conversation between me and the Lord, or an idea comes, or mm-hmm. my I'm a I'm more of a creative kind of mind. There's something that sparks my interest. I love to write it down. So a lot of times I journal. I just start writing, and mm-hmm. that is my prayer time in the morning. I read a scripture, and it is our favorite Lexia Divina. Just mm-hmm. kidding. But I write what it means to me, how it is speaking to my heart. What is the Lord stirring in me? And then even listening to people's talks, like I love hearing both of you speak. All right, what can I learn? Mm-hmm. You know, for one, I think for me, prayer is not only a language between two friends; it is a school of love. Also, mm-hmm. you know, the Lord is teaching us how to live, how to pray, how to know Him, and teaching that. And I. I'm a note taker. Mm-hmm. So I want to take those notes. So I journal every single day. I usually uh-huh. journal what scripture I'm studying. Like I usually have a scripture. I usually write what I'm praying for for that day, some kind of intercession. And a majority of my journaling is what God is stirring in my heart. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, one of the reasons I do it is because my memory is kind of shot in so much. <laughs> like I will tell sister, I got something in prayer. I have to go back and look at my journal. Yeah, like my, I, I can never remember. I'm like, take a picture of that and send it to me. Yeah. But it's just, that's how my mind works. And mm-hmm. so like, but yeah, I'm an avid fan of journal. And I actually told my husband, I was like, if I die, somebody better get a hold of those bad boys. Mm-hmm. And collect them. I don't know if I want They're people reading They're full of them. wisdom. That's for yeah. sure. And, and nuggets, so, yeah. nuggets of beauty. Heather, what about yeah. you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think very similar in some ways, my story, like my mom was always praying, always had a rosary, mm-hmm. deep devotion to our lady. And uh, she yeah, often was up in the night praying for me or my siblings as we were growing up. So I had that model for sure and just regular mass attendance. So it was always kind of like I knew relationship with God, even though I didn't have a personal one. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I graduated from high school, I joined a ministry team called Reach Youth Ministries. And as a part of the rhythm of being a part of that community was we had an hour of prayer time every day. And just having something that's scheduled in that wasn't an option. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could fall asleep or not do it if you Mm -hmm. wanted, but it was there. The time was there. And usually, Mm -hmm. like, we we would fill it. We would all fill it with prayer, reading scripture, you know, the various things. And it's because of that time that it's like you've you've worked a muscle you know that remembers like mm-hmm. i can go back to that and yes seasons changed you know and and that was very hard on me i remember even when i started dating jake and then we got engaged and one of the things that i was struggling with was how am i supposed to love god with my whole heart and love jake with my oh. whole heart like when we get married like I, I had grown in so much intimacy with the Lord and had space and time to do mm-hmm. that. Like you said, I was like, I don't know how to introduce mm-hmm. somebody else into this who's supposed to be in a very, I'm, I'm supposed to be in the most intimate relationship mm-hmm. with in, of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that took some growing, you know, and it wasn't perfect. And there was times where I, I love Jake with my whole heart and not God, you know, and it was, it was trying to learn how to do that. And that oh, in loving good, Jake, dude. I was loving yeah. God, but also Amen. there still needed to remain this very special time between me and the Lord that Jake Amen. couldn't fill everything. Yes. And he, he couldn't possibly, you know, he wasn't going to, like I, mm-hmm. I had to hold both. And, and so that was a work in progress. And then I would say, um, you know, t- yeah, seasons with little kids, that's hard. Same, you know, rocking in the night, like with a baby, that would be the time of prayer. Um, but also realizing that I could choose to offer things as a prayer to God that were hard. And yeah. and it was like a, a sharpening of just the gift of charity within my own heart. Like mm-hmm. I would say, Lord, like I, my prayer looked more like I'm going to clean this thing up that I don't want to as a gift, as an offering 
just as part of my prayer of the day. Mm -hmm. And so I was growing in the disciplines of self-gift because that was the season that I was in. And I tried to be intentional about, I'm in this season, like how can I make an offering to the Lord? Mm -hmm. And and it didn't look like an hour a day anymore, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, as kids got older, it was kind of easier to incorporate again, like in little bits at little times, but it's had to constantly be in flux because life is always changing. So if I prayed at night, you know, I can't do that anymore. My kids stay up too late, but now I can get up early. I've realized I can get up early because they're not getting up early anymore. So Mm -hmm. that's my time. And that's on me to adjust. Um, but having the discipline of a time at some point in your life, and you can introduce that at at any point, you know, to just say, Mm -hmm. I am going to commit to 10 minutes a day at this particular time. And it really has to be when you're not going to get interrupted. So at the very end of your day or mm-hmm. at the very beginning is usually for most of us when we can guarantee almost <laughs> that it's not going to be interrupted. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think those are the things. And for me, music is a really big connection. Yeah, you I love know, music. Like she loves journaling. You love music. Yeah. yeah, I just know that it usually can quickly bring me into the presence of God. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it helps my mind to focus very quickly and mm-hmm. get rid of distractions. And that's different for everybody. For some people, it's just silence. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's a scripture and focusing on that. So I think it's important to find what ushers you into the presence of God yeah. quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because we do all have distractions. That for me is a good one. So even on a Saturday morning, sometimes when we're hanging out in the house, I'll turn on YouTube with like, worship music Mm -hmm. and then pretty soon I'm totally swept up into prayer you know Mm -hmm. and my family's around and that's just me that's how I work Mm -hmm. and there's times I'm driving in my car and all of a sudden I have to pull over because I'm so overwhelmed with the presence of God and um, I'm not a journaler I also wish I was because I haven't cultivated that gift it's been very hard for me to introduce but I do take notes on my phone I have an app for notes and whenever I feel like God is putting something on my heart or I perceive him saying something I jot it down in that app because I have a horrible memory so it's Mm -hmm. just a notes thing Mm -hmm. I just take quick notes like whether it be a a scripture or even a song just one line in a song and I then I go back to that and I pray with that and I Mm -hmm. sit with it when I have some quiet time Mm Um, so I have like tons of different notes in my phone of all different kinds of things mm-hmm. that I feel like either God is inspiring me to, to say in a talk mm-hmm. or he's just putting on my heart to sit with so mm-hmm. Maybe it might be a conviction. Maybe it's just a merciful word of love or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, sister? Uh, well for me, my, my, in a sense is like a, in a sense, I guess it's easier than a lot of listeners is because my life as a religious sister is ordered around prayer. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you, I'm a very disciplined person, but I can't tell you how wonderful that is for me to have a schedule. Like when I'm at mm-hmm. home with the sisters, we have holy hour every day. We, you know, do our divine office together. We go to mass together. We, I mean, so that is such a virtue maker. Like I needed that. The Lord's like, you need this in your mm-hmm. life because I don't, mm-hmm. my life before, I mean, the religious life was so chaotic. I had no prayer life. I had no personal relationship with Christ. So I didn't really meet Christ until right. I was, you know, in, later on in college through the, the witness of this priest, and then joining religious life was where I really first learned how to pray. And um, just as you know, being in religious life so long now and growing in my own personal, my personality, my own temperament, I need silence. Like I just, I need it to be completely and totally silent for part of my day. And um, without silence, without total silence, I don't do well. I just notice that myself. Like everything else just seems like a distraction. I just need darkness and I just utter silence. So I get up very early in the morning before our holy hour. And I just get a big cup of coffee with the Lord and I spend time with the Lord. And sometimes that's the the reading for the day. It's the gospel for the day. Sometimes it's just spending time with the Lord, speaking to him, um, just laying my head upon his heart and and listening to what he's saying. But for me, that's very, very, uh, very important. And I mean, you know, we talk about devotions. I mean... 
it's, it's not a devotion. Like for us, like the highest point of, of our faith is the mass. And so obviously as religious sisters, we go to daily mass and we also pray the rosary daily. You know, we can pray all four uh, mysteries daily. Um, and, but aside from that, I noticed like when I got into religious life, you know, we have a holy hour and I, ha- so I had no prayer life before that. So just kind of learning, okay, here's your holy hour. But I felt like there was such a jar between, okay, here's my holy hour. And then I would go about the rest of my day. Mm-hmm. And, um, my parents were very devout, you know, but they're also, you know, when I was growing up, they were always outside. They were busy. They were doing stuff, you know, so I never, I mean, I knew they prayed. I knew they prayed the rosary like that, but I didn't have like an experience of, later on, my mom developed a 3 a.m. devotion where she gets up every morning at 3 a.m. and prays a Divine Mercy Chaplet for uh, for people. When she has a great devotion to those who, who are about to die. Like she, she's wonderful. Like she gets up every morning at 3 o'clock to pray. Um, but, uh, I just felt like there was a disjoint in my soul and I'm like, I can't leave Jesus in the chapel anymore. Like I, I, you know, very early in religious life, I just had this sense of like, oh, I'm doing my holy hour, so to speak. And then I'm leaving the Lord in the chapel, so to speak. I'm going about my day. And I realized that it had to be much more integrated. Hmm. And I think that's where my life took a deeper conversion of like, of cultivating prayer, of talking to the Lord throughout the day of just in my daily, my conversation with him and checking in with him and just being present to him. So even now I travel a lot. So for me, that time on the airplane, it might sound silly to people, but my time on the airplane, if, if I'm not talking to somebody next to me, which I don't usually talk to people unless they talk to me, but um, I have to have time on the silence on the airplane because I'm preparing to pour myself out, kind of like you with your family. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. so I know myself well enough if I don't recharge that battery and if I'm not anchored there, then when I get to a conference, I'm already, if I'm, I'm already scattered, I'm already distracted. And so really guarding those times when I can be silent and when I can go into the Lord to be very in that sacred place is really, really important to me. And so the Divine Mercy Chaplet is also very important to me. I can't tell you how many times people come up to me and give me pamphlets of like, you should do this devotion or our lady saying this, you should do this and you should do this. And I want to just, you know, just to offer to our listeners, there's so many devotions out there. There's novenas there's, and it can feel overwhelming. And then especially if it's like, oh my gosh, I feel guilty. If like everybody else is doing this and should I do it? And I think you should really take those things to prayer um, and ask the Lord, like, is this something Lord you're asking me to do? And sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. And as you go through life as a person, your devotions will change based Amen. on what is, you know, what's God calling you. So for me, it's, it's the, 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 the foundation is, you know, prayer and it's mass, it's rosary and it's divine mercy chaplet, but I've done novenas before just, but my life is, you know, as my life has changed. So I just want to say to our listeners that no, you don't have to do every devotion <laughs> that comes around and no, you don't have to do every novena to every saint and to really be attentive. Like what Michelle and Heather are talking about, like what's going on in your life. What is the season of your life and what is God speaking to you now? And in that time of personal prayer for you, which we must make time for, it's going to look different uh, for people. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's holding to attention of um, not being so scrupulous yes. that you're extremely rigid and hard on yourself because it's a relationship. That's prayer, It's a means to an end. Yep. Prayer is a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a relationship. It's not checking the boxes exactly. so that we can get it right. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't, you know, we're going to feel guilty or it's what God requires of us. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful, intimate relationship with a person. Um, but also like not letting ourselves off the hook all the time, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, not being mm-hmm. lazy about it and going, well, you know, I prayed throughout my day. Well, mm-hmm. I, I do that too, you know, but it's still, like you said, there still should be time that we try to make that's in quiet. Mm-hmm. That's a way mm-hmm. that's not just when we're driving our car, you know, mm-hmm. but like that's quiet where we're not distracted. Exactly. And I think we should ask ourselves, what are the things that distract me? Like I can't bring my phone around me. me at neither all can I. I can't. I can't. I can't. If I hear a buzz or even if yeah. I have it on silent, if I see something flat, it just distracts me. So it just true. Does. I know For me myself. Too. So yeah. I can't 
have it sitting near me if I really want to enter into prayer. Mm-hmm. That's just one thing. But um, I think we need to acknowledge, yeah, I do get easily distracted. So what are the things that distract me? How can I remove those from my time mm-hmm. that I want to spend before God? Mm-hmm. Um, but then if something comes up that's really important, then we need to you know, let it go. Like, that's what I mean about not being so scrupulous or hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it's holding that tension of Jesus. I want to be in relationship with you moment by moment, day by day relationship. And then how Mm -hmm. can I cultivate a deeper intimacy with you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's very important. We've said this a couple of times on the podcast is really asking the Holy Spirit, teach us. Exactly. Teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. Yeah, Yeah, that is scripture. Teach us how to pray and allow him to do the heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. Allow him to be the one that illuminates the way. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, he is the illuminator. So illuminate the way that we are supposed to pray in this season of life and in this time. Mm -hmm. And really, um, when he illuminates that invitation, respond to that invitation. Mm -hmm. Because he will illuminate or show you, Mm -hmm. but then we have to do our part and respond to Mm -hmm. how he is showing. Mm -hmm. And just like, even though, like, earlier we did at the very beginning of the uh, calendar year, we pick a word for the year. Mm -hmm. How am I cultivating that word? Like for me, it is rhythm this year. Mm -hmm. So for my personality, I have to put, I can't do, if I do super rigid, I'll feel constrained. I will totally Mm -hmm. like, uh uh-uh, forget that. But what are some guardrails that I put in? Mm -hmm. Like, and for me, it Mm -hmm. has been a year really just examining spiritual disciplines. Mm -hmm. You know, like what are some of the spiritual disciplines that like are, you know, like stakes in the ground Mm -hmm. that keep me going on the direction that I need to go? Because with my personality, my mind, I could be like, woohoo, here we go. Mm -hmm. You know, that really Mm -hmm. keep me in. So Mm -hmm. what is that? And I was really convicted just like of a couple of different things. Like for me, my husband, I started praying Walking and praying a rosary together at 6 a.m. That That has been unbelievable. Like, Mm -hmm. not natural, like, because Mm -hmm. for me, just because I like to ease into my morning. Mm -hmm. But it has been just that stake in the ground has bore so much fruit in our prayer life together and for our family to do that. And it's there's something about getting up and walking and praying that I just really love but there's a couple a couple of other things and i remember just having conversations with my spiritual director like it was just like this aha moment for me like oh i can't if i want to be a disciple i have to have some spiritual disciplines mm-hmm. like discipline and disciple mm-hmm. go together mm-hmm. same like word, yeah, yeah a same word so wow and i just even the word discipline sounded constraining mm-hmm. so for me it's just reorienting my mind saying okay these are invitations to spiritual growth mm-hmm. these set the table for God to come through mm-hmm. like this. That's what spiritual disciplines are, whether they, you know, be like liturgy of the hours, whether they be, you mm-hmm. know, Lexi Divina examines at night. Mm-hmm. What are those spiritual disciplines that you need to put in your life in this season, in this time to grow, mm-hmm. but to set the table for the Lord to move in your prayer life? Mm-hmm. What are those things? And really um, invite and the Holy Spirit will illuminate. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if we look at athletes, that is exactly what a good athlete does. Yeah. They have disciplines mm-hmm. that they follow mm-hmm. so that they can excel at, at their at their thing. And if mm-hmm. we want to excel in our relationship with God, then we need to make time and space for that. And yeah. that takes some discipline mm-hmm. because, yeah, I would rather lay in bed in the morning for a little <laughs> bit longer, you know, yeah. or I would rather just fall right asleep at yeah. night or whatever it might be. Um, so those things help us mm-hmm. to do what our heart desires mm-hmm. and what is the best for our heart, what we actually need. Amen. Amen. Would you be willing to, um, the both of you speak a little bit about, uh, praying together as a couple? 
I know a lot of people struggle with that. I remember listening to a homily a couple of weeks ago by a priest, and he said when he asks, you know, engaged couples, you know, do you pray together? He said 99.9%, and these are Catholic mm-hmm. couples, are like, what are you talking about? Like, they're like, that's really vulnerable. He's like, well, you're about to be married, so do you pray together? Could you, could each of you talk a little bit about how do you go about praying as a couple? And if that's awkward, like how do you introduce it? Or what is the benefit of praying as a couple? Uh, would you be willing to talk about that? Or mm-hmm. what other couples have told you? I think that might really bless our listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, that's been a really hard thing for Jake and I to do. Partly because we pray so differently mm-hmm. that that's been hard to find. Like, what is the thing that we, the way that we can pray together that feels natural and yeah. not, doesn't feel weird or awkward sure. or whatever? Um, but it's been a struggle. And I, but I will say that we keep coming back to it and we keep trying different things oh, to see what works. Yeah. You know, you can't let yourself give in to, oh, it's just a struggle. So I'm just tired of the struggle. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I would just say, like, that's been one of the good things about the struggles that we, we are continuing to persevere in what works well for us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so like, I love the Liturgy of the Hours. I love them. So does Jake. We try to pray them together. We start laughing hysterically <laughs> at some point. I don't know what it is about the Liturgy of the Hours, but there's something very p- playful about that. Yeah. You know, so that actually has been quite good. Um, and then there's other things where a certain... There's something in particular in our life that has drawn us together to pray about specifically. But then it's like, how do we continue that Mm -hmm. when there's not that, Mm -hmm. you know, specific thing thing, like a house or like a whatever that we that we really need. Um, So one of the most powerful things that I think we've done at times is to pray for each other, but in the presence of each other. Like I pray for Jake a lot and he prays for me a lot on our own separately. But when you do that with the other with them in the room and they can hear your prayer for them. That's very powerful. And I think that's a gift that you can give to each other as a spouse that we don't often take the time to do, to really pray over each other Mm -hmm. for what you, you know, their heart so well, and you know, um, sometimes what they need from God even more than they do, Mm -hmm. because we need to champion for one another. Mm -hmm. We need to fight for one another. And usually when one's down, the other one can step in um, to to be a warrior for each other Mm -hmm. in those areas. So yeah, those are just a few of the things, but yeah, it has been a struggle for us. Mm -hmm. Like I think it is for a lot of couples. So I I understand, like I'm with you for those of you who struggle with that. I'm with you. And I would just say, you know, keep persevering, keep trying something new, do a little devotion together, something that's already there, like whatever you can do to mm-hmm. make it work. Um, it's worth the effort to keep trying. I love that. And I know, Michelle, that's been actually a real blessing for you and your relationship with Chris is that you guys have had a, a fairly solid prayer life together. Very solid, but it goes in ebbs and flows, mm-hmm. you know, because we pray like very similar because we pray so differently mm-hmm. um, just to how to merge those two prayer lives together to mm-hmm. one. You know, I think we put a couple of stakes in the ground this year. Like when we, right now we're in a really great season of it. We are praying with each other every morning Mm -hmm. and continuing. But we did a blend of our personalities. Like Mm -hmm. we do what we call an intercessory rosary. So we go for a walk and we pray a decade of the rosary and then we're silent for a few minutes. And we just invite the Holy Spirit to see if there's anything stirring in our hearts. You know, Mm -hmm. any kind of word or any kind of theme. Mm -hmm. And then, so that's like my type of prayer. But Chris has the, like the structure prayer of the rosary. Mm -hmm. And we meditate on that mystery. You know, if there's anything that comes. And then he puts it in his phone in a note. And then we look over it at the, you know, the end of the week. I think for us, because we also are forming other people. And doing formation, we have a certain scripture for the week that all of us are doing in the morning. So just having mm-hmm. that same scripture where we're studying every day, doing it, Lexio with it, is keeps us in the same 
we're rooted in the same word. That's a really big deal. Mm-hmm. And I think even if you're like beginning, like how to like, as some people say like, okay, I like, I hear what Heather is saying, like to pray for my husband out loud. I don't know how to pray out loud. That yeah. freaks me out. Like even the thought of praying out loud, pick one scripture, pray that out loud oh, for good. your husband. Mm-hmm. Pick that's one good. scripture, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, you know, Lord, just help him prosper. Mm-hmm. Lord, whatever. We could put a couple in our show notes. Just these are certain scriptures that I can just pray the scripture mm-hmm. out for this person, mm-hmm. you know, and pray for him. Mm-hmm. I think it's sometimes just, yeah, like you said, picking one thing to get over the weirdness of it. Yeah. Oh my get gosh, over the nerves yes. of it. Like it's if so I don't know intimate. the words. Yeah, yes. like there's that beautiful prayer. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. May he cause his face to shine upon you. Like you could just pray that mm-hmm. over each other. And yes. that's a beautiful beginning. It mm-hmm. is. It just starts with a blessing. But it is a really intimate place mm-hmm. to allow someone mm-hmm. in. And it is just um Oh my gosh, it just does kind of feel awkward at the beginning when you're learning how to do it. Mm-hmm. But I think for us, Chris and I, because we met with each other when we were a little bit older, like I was 28, 29, he was almost 30, like, and we had both had um, developed our own really personal prayer lives. We came together, our foundation was prayer. Oh, like, beautiful. I mean, we came together and that's how we prayed. Mm-hmm. So that set, and that is not a lot of people's stories, which mm-hmm. is okay. But like I said, we've done really great seasons mm-hmm. and we've done really just mm-hmm. not so great seasons mm-hmm. of praying mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. as a couple or in family, you know, mm-hmm. um, it just depends. Yeah. Maybe we could do another episode sometime on family prayer. Yeah. yeah cause, and both you guys pray with your family. It's just really beautiful what y'all do. So yeah. But we're just also remembering we're all a work in progress in oh, this. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Like totally a work in progress, yeah. figuring all this out. Mm-hmm. Well, I can relate really even to what you're saying, but you know, how many times have we felt like God asking us to pray with somebody, yes. like just with somebody else. And it's so awkward at times. Like, what do you say? And like, am I going to look stupid? Or like, is this person going to think I'm weird? So I love what even you're saying that the next time even one of your friends might come to you and say, Hey, can you just pray for me? Just even declaring a scripture over them is what a great way to, you know, just to bless another person. So I just like that, what you're talking about in general of learning how to, yeah, how do you open your heart to other people and to bless them? So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so dear listeners, you know, wherever you find yourself, just to jump in, you know, jump in today, jump in and just see, you know, where the Holy Spirit's asking you and to start something. You got to be starting something, you know, whether it's just a few minutes or, Thank you, you know, Jackson. no problem. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm here for, people. I'm just waiting for the just song. Just keep it real. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so just jump in wherever you find yourself and it's just always the next right step. It's always the next right step. And we have so many resources of, of how to pray. Um, and you know how to listen to God, but at some point we have to just jump in and do it and it's not going to be perfect. And we're going to continue to persevere even when it gets difficult, but to establish that relationship that Christ is already inviting us to. So that desire that we have for, for prayer is already an invitation from God. He's already there waiting and he desires to speak to us and he speaks to us in silence and in all these different ways, uh, because he loves us. So keep going dear friends, keep going. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, so dear friends, what about our one thing for the week as we talk about prayer? Can I just say, I, um, Heather, when we were at Heather's house and Michelle, we all got together and we went on a really awesome walk. And Michelle and I almost died on the walk. And for very, we were out of shape. Let's just be really honest. So Michelle took some wonderful pictures of said walk from the top of the mountains. And we could even see the Tulip Festival below. So my one thing for the week was that walk, which was really awesome. I really enjoyed every, every step of it. So we'll post some pictures of the walk mm-hmm. there. I hope that wasn't your one thing if I just stole it. <laughs> Michelle, was that your one thing? No, it wasn't. Okay, good, because I love that walk. I was like, oh, gosh. Anyway, <laughs> yes. No, that wasn't my one thing. My one thing actually is um, 
praying for uh like i've really just been really praying about the sacred heart and Ooh. like i think when a devotion that the lord has really brought back to me is the devotion to the sacred mm. heart so i've been reading a lot about mary margaret saint mary margaret aliqui and oh, saint gertrude and all of that so for me the one thing mm. is and maybe we'll do an episode on sacred heart for june oh that's a great idea yeah. i would love that or so that's all full of ideas that's my parish that is where my kids mm-hmm. go to school and actually it was the hospital i was born so i guess i should probably pay attention to that the lord's trying to tell you something tell you something so that is mine heather what is your one thing hey, heather do you have my one thing one thing is one of our dear listeners michael corcoro oh, oh dude you're gonna give a shout out we love michael he is such a humble guy i had the pleasure of meeting him last year at the men's retreat actually mm-hmm. that my husband does up here but he had sent a, a little gift mm-hmm. uh, which he sent to all of us but uh-huh. he had sent a little gift but because I live across the border and it arrived just after Christmas and we weren't at our office space and anyway it got sent back and he was so sweet he just sent it up again with oh. his wife this weekend and gave this to me yeah his wife was so at was the like, women's conference yeah it was so that was just her. so kind and so thoughtful and and I just love that he is like one of our most awesome male listeners. He's on the he Facebook was, group too. He's on too. the Facebook group and, mm-hmm. and he just has so much wisdom to share. So shout out to you, Michael. Oh. The one thing. <laughs> awesome. I absolutely love that. Yes, he's wonderful indeed. Wonderful. Well, thank you, dear listeners, for listening. And we hope that you hear God in a very special way. Just ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, teach us how to pray. And he always does that. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? You can leave us a rating, leave us a review on iTunes. That helps us get the message out to as many people as possible. If you would like the show notes emailed to you, you can go to ascensionpress.com forward slash abiding together. That's ascensionpress.com forward slash abiding together and enter your email address click the subscribe button and the show notes will be on their way to you every week you can also find the show notes on the ascension press website as well as each episode on the itunes podcast app you'll find everything there you can join our private facebook group and join our community and just get in on everything that's going on we love to hear from you send us an email give us a shout out we are happy to be on the journey with you and until next week we will be abiding together Thank you so much.